the floor and snapped on a table lamp, then pulled back the heavy drawn curtains, letting the Glasgow summer evening back into my living room. What do you think? Miles asked. You two are the first to have seen that, apart from us, the crew and the technician who helped me edit the final cut. I thought you were supposed to be the good guy, said Prim. That's the hook, Dawn answered in her own accent this time. Miles is always the good guy, so we figured that when he chucks me out of the window all of a sudden, it'll just blow everyone away. Is that the finish? A few years ago, Time magazine had a poll to choose the most famous human on the planet. The fourth most famous looked up at me from my heavy leather sofa. It is at the moment, he replied in his Aussie Californian drawl. Did you get it? I was long past being awed by Miles. All that fame crap aside, he was just my partner's brother-in-law and just another equity member like me. I did a pretty good job of looking down my nose at him. Not difficult since I'm three inches taller than him when we're standing side by side. Do is a favour, of course I got it. Classic sub-Hitchcock-esque melodrama. You're the soft-centred, romantic, perennial failure type back from the South Seas and shagging your incredibly rich brother's wife. She sells you this scheme where the pair of you do him in and inherit the family millions, except right at the end she finds out the hard way that you don't plan to share the inheritance. Nice one. Kept me right on the edge of my floorboard all the way through. No kidding. Yes, Prim chipped in. Biased or not, it's the best film I've seen this year. Mind you, it was a bit strange watching you two on screen with you sitting behind me all the time. Did you understand the ending? her sister asked. I think so. You can't help it when Miles's face suddenly takes on that look. The world's fourth most famous human looked at his wife, eyebrows raised. She smiled and nodded her head. Great, he said. Thanks, you two. You've just saved us a few hundred thousand dollars. I was thinking about shooting a few extra scenes just to bring out the final twist in the tale. But we'll treat you as a test audience and go with what we've got. Maybe you can do a sequel, Prim suggested. Maybe Dawn could have a sister who doesn't believe that she and her husband died accidentally and turns up to investigate her death. Miles grinned. You fancy the part? Not me. Better make it an identical twin sister. Maybe you could find a part for Oz, though. He's a member of your profession, after all. Miles and Dawn stared up at me. The looks of astonishment which swept over their faces were as dramatically effective as anything we had seen in their movie. You, an equity member? You've never done a day's acting in your life. Maybe not, but this is a letter from Equity, and it is offering me full membership. She looked over her shoulder, with that half-smile, half-frown that only she could pull off, the one that told me when I was being a plonker. She had kept her fair hair long, the way it had gone during her sojourn in Spain. Prim and I don't go back all that far in terms of years, 
but in terms of shared experiences, there was a bond between us tied in stainless steel wire. Primavera Phillips is the daughter of two genuine eccentrics, whereas my mother, at least, was a normal, feet-on-the-ground sort of woman, even though my dad is, well, he's my dad. With that sort of genetic inheritance, you might have thought I'd only be half as daft as Prim. Her special sort of daring daftness must be infectious, though, for ever since I met her, my life has been stood on its head, and I found myself in situations that were about as likely and as hazardous to the health as Jimmy Hill walking into the horseshoe bar in his England bow tie and asking for a pint of bitter. All I ever wanted was a nice, quiet life, as an ordinary, self-employed private inquiry agent, taking enough depositions for lawyers and insurers to keep myself in the modest style to which I'd become accustomed.